Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Thankfully, the presidential elections of the United States are over, and I congratulate Mr. Biden with being elected as the United States president. Now, that might or might not be a good thing, depending on your worldview, but I'd rather go back to um, bashing the United States president for the dumb shit he'll inevitably do than just being stunned by all the things that he does all the time, you know. However, I truly hope that this is going to be a moment of unity for the American people and not gonna turn into a moment of um, national hatred for each other and that you'll just accept the results as they are and not gonna go into the fact that people are gonna hate each other, which I have received, by the way, because as soon as Mr. Biden got elected, I got a bunch of tankies sending me messages telling me how I have lost and how I have been defeated in this election, and I am like, uh, hi, I am in Latvia, and I did not know that Mr. Biden was supported by hardcore Stalinists, so, um... Yeah, it's kind of weird to explain, but how about you use this election to unite your country and do something good about it instead of just bashing each other's heads in, because that would be extremely dumb, which I would not recommend to you. But that's kind of one of the things I want to talk about. Even though you guys voted to talk about laughy and weird stuff, problem is that there's a lot of political things happening lately and I'm gonna touch on them as well because talking about politics and mentioning all the various issues it was moot and pointless until you got a president so things are gonna be mentioned here which uh, mostly concern politics in our region because we are all very worried number one thing is before I get to laughing weird stuff because we have some funny issues as that my 
Q&A people? Yeah, the uh, guys who listen to my show and yell at me for every episode. They personally told me that, yeah, apparently my Mir episodes were total shit. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I hope that you guys who listen to them think otherwise, because I consider them to be great episodes. But if you consider them to be among my worst episodes, then I apologize for that. But I truly put a lot of effort in them. And if my Q&A, QA to be exact, considers them to be among my worst episodes ever, well, then uh, that's their issue, to be exact. Secondly, about Biden. See, the thing about Biden is the fact that Obama tried to do this restart with Russia thing. He tried to do this, let's be soft on Russia, but you guys, as the listeners of the show, understand that Russia only understands strong language and strong actions and being strong towards them. Like, you can't allow yourself to be diplomatic or weak towards Russia, otherwise otherwise things are going to go bad. And they don't believe in this soft, power diplomacy thing if you show kindness to them they perceive it as weakness and i am very afraid that mr biden will take the position that obama took and will try to do some other restart of the whole foreign policy thing thus uh, leading to another crimea which did happen during obama's time and well their future developments did not really make it any better but that's all about biden that i want to say i'm just uh just worried a bit in the Baltics about a Democrat being elected because we are all traditionally Republican supporters. One thing, though, I do not consider Trump to be a true Republican, but uh, that's a whole other story. However, I wish that you find peace and that finally the United States get their shit together and that you have a united country that stands for something. Because we need your help as your allies, as your friends, and as the only experiment of democratization besides South Korea, which the United States had a hand in, that actually managed to succeed. It's an important issue. Secondly, apparently uh, some people have sent me packages, and they have been bounced back, and if one of them got all of his stuff back, then I have another listener who sent me some Warhammer miniatures, and some beef jerky, and other stuff, and apparently what he got in his return mail, because I never even saw the package itself, was that everything except the beef jerky was removed from the package, and all of that was sent back to him. And I blame Flood for that, but uh, I just feel confused and extremely guilty. The third thing is that apparently in the podcasting community, there was a podcast, which I will not mention here, because I don't want to give them extra airtime, I'll just say that it's not me or any of uh, my fellow Dark Myths guys or anyone from, you know, it's not Dan Carlin either or Mike Duncan, but one of the bigger guys out there. You might have listened to the guy, but um, apparently there was a podcaster out there who had sent uh, dick pics, unsolicited dick pics to his listeners and people asking him for advice. And, well... I was shocked, but mostly Ben from Wittenberg to Westphalia 
talk to me about this and uh, you know in the podcast community you know there's not as much as we'd like in our community and we're very kind of tight-knit and we know what each other is doing so it was a shock it was a really huge shock but um someone like i mentioned after biden got elected i got all these thanking messages someone managed to equate the fact that i had asked a trans person and i know exactly two trans people and one of them is a guy from texas who has visited me and who runs a bakery and i won't mention your name here dude but more power to you and secondly um well she's been on my show ulka uh yeah i know these two people and there was this trans person on the internet that I asked about whether or not their trans identity was the main factor of their political votes. And apparently um, that somehow got equated to sexual assault. I would like to publicly state that uh, I do not believe in any way or form that asking someone questions about their identity and what they identify as and whether or not that is the most important part of their voting process is equivalent to actually sending unsolicited dick pics and sexual assault. I'm sorry guys, I don't feel guilty about this and I will continue asking questions because I have trans people friends and I might not understand the whole culture, but um, yeah, just wanted to make that clear. Thirdly, before we get to more subjects, because we have something interesting to talk about today, is the fact that Alice, sadly, my ex-wife and the previous editor of the show, has decided to post publicly on the Facebook page and everywhere that I owe her money and that I owe her a lot of debt because she has calculated all the Patreon money that apparently I owe her even though we divorced under the circumstances of signing papers stating that we do not owe each other anything and that we do not have any material objections towards each other. She has, however, used this because she has some friends in the podcasting world and some lesser-known podcasts that I used to have ties with, which are um, done by this point due to the fact of uh, sheer alcoholism and private issues. Again, not going to mention anyone because I am not that kind of a person, but she's threatened me to spread lies about me unless I pay her money. Um, I have sent her some cash just because, well, I'm not a terrible person and she really might need it and I ha I hold no ill will towards her. I see it as a move of desperation and a move of, um, well, you know, if she's doing this to me, then that means that she truly has nowhere else to go. She should have just asked, you know. However, I truly hope that There'll be no ill will uh, or anything bad, then, and I hope that her life improves as as we really got divorced due to uh, Putin's threats and her little sister shot herself even because of that, and I feel obliged to help. However, I if you see anything on my Facebook wall which from her says repay the debt, then know that I am in no way indebted to her. I'm just trying to be as nice as humanly possible. But I really have to get that out of the way. Otherwise, well, I don't want to get into a lot of trouble. But this is all podcasting drama. You're not here for podcasting drama, you're here for fun stories. 
and for something that is quite much turning the world around a bit. That is going to be an interesting live against study here, though, because, um, and I guess I'll start with that, because you see, we have this uh, Latvian chess player, Ivans Rausis. And the thing is, you know, I didn't know chess was such a huge part of everything, and I know I have a lot of people who are huge in the chess world here listening to the show. But Mr. Rausis was banned from international play of chess from the FIDE level because he was caught cheating on one of the tournaments. He had gone in Barcelona in one of the tournaments into the bathroom and had used his smartphone, which is strictly banned from chess tournaments, to analyze the situation on the board and basically get a Google aid to get all the possible options out there. And he was banned from FIDE tournaments. FIDE is the organizing league of all of world chess. Now, that wouldn't make any fun studies, right? But, well, we had this memorial tournament for amateur chess players here in Latvia recently, about two weeks ago. And um, this guy, he changed his name and surname, and he apparently legally is now called Isa Kasayev or something like that. A very... Uh, a very Arabian-sounding name, and he wore a COVID mask all the time, even though it was not required at the time. And the tournament happened in a town of Valka, which has the population of about 4,200 people, and like 37 people applied for this tournament. And he was caught in like the third part of the tournament, you know, the third tour of it, by also, again kind of trying to cheat because he was a grandmaster and that was a um he was an ex-grandmaster and that was a tournament for amateurs <laughs> but the fun part is that his excuse for all the situation was the fact that uh he had apparently this tournament was organized so poorly that it wasn't even fit qualified i mean the official chess organization did not even qualify it as a proper tournament he nonetheless applied, even though he had received a six-year ban for cheating. But he applied and he participated until one of the other participants of the tournament decided to basically just not play with him, ignore him, and just reported him to the judges. Now, this would be all fun and games, except the fact that um, a lot of top chess players of the world really decided that it was the time to report this on the internet, and that is how Valka got into the top chess player uh, lists as, well, if uh, someone who's been banned from major chess tournaments participates in something like this, yeah, it got noticed. Then it got really bad. I was stunned about this because, like I said, Valka has 4,200 people, it's nowhere near a, a big city, it's a very tiny town or a village by someone else's standards, but for a small time, Valka was the center of the chess world. Then we have this other story from Latvia, because like I said, when I was recording this episode, you guys voted for crazy Latvian stories, and another thing is happening with our parliament, because, well, <laughs> I'm now banned from Facebook for 30 days, and that's not because I posted anything homophobic, transphobic, or racist. No, 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 no. I'm very careful, and I like to evaluate other people's values and judgments, and I try to be, you know, as neutral as possible and objective as possible, because I have a lot of 
dark stuff to cover and a lot of people get offended already about what I do. I do not want to intentionally offend anyone. That's not my goal. And if um, someone posts to you or posts in the comment section that, oh, I was rude to this trans person or something, I wasn't trying to be. I was trying to be as polite as possible. But the thing is that um, I was banned from 30 days from Facebook due to the fact that um, I criticized local Latvian politicians, local ones. You see, they um, are local tax service, if you're an American, are analog to the IRS or whatever it's called in your country, basically our local tax service. Before this whole second wave of COVID hit, they had paid out some money to local small and medium businesses to support them. However, at one point they decided to state that, oh well, we have managed to mess up some things, so would you please pay back the money owed? Yeah, that didn't go down that well, right? Now, the thing is, some people actually, and I think I mentioned this before about the IRS, uh, our local IRS, asking the money back. Well, some people actually did that. And the problem is that um, those people who then paid the money back, they're now in trouble because the IRS messed up once again. And now those people who paid the money back and did the lawful thing that our local tax services asked from them, they are now into tax trouble because apparently, because they got messages stating that they had received intaxable income, therefore the um, our local tax service is now asking for some response uh, as of, where did this weird money that we could not calculate came from? If we couldn't tax it, how did you get it? It must be from some drug deal business. Even though it's literally our governmental aid that they themselves asked to return because they couldn't manage it properly. They don't even manage to tie themselves together well enough as to ensure that the money that they requested themselves to be returned because they couldn't process it properly to be counted as clean money. So now all the businesses who returned their COVID aid are treated as if they were criminals because, well, you now have returned to us untaxable money. Obviously, you must be doing something bad. So, like, hey, if you're in a country where uh, contested elections happen and where weird things are going on, Sometimes it's a bit better than um, being in a country where your local tax service simply cannot comprehend what's going on and, and, and what to even do with all that stuff. But besides all this weird stuff in Latvia, I do have to touch upon politics because a weird thing has happened in Russia. And uh, this is not a political episode, but... Next one's going to be back to history, don't worry, don't worry. I'm just fixing my computer, like I mentioned in the previous two episodes. The parts are coming in, and I'm recording this on a laptop right now, and uh, it's going to be fine. But there are two little interesting cases in Russian politics that make me wonder. Belarusian politics, by the way, still protests going on, still people getting beaten up, nothing that terrible. But I do have to turn to Russia. At this point for a second. Hey guys, Annette here. I hope you are enjoying our new episode of The Eastern Border. As always, a big thank you to all of our Patreons. The show would not be possible without your help. If you are not a Patreon and would like to become one, head over to the Eastern Border page on patreon.com. 
Please remember to also follow us on our social media, like Twitter, where we are known as Eastern underscore Border, and on our Facebook page. We also have a Discord server, so if you're interested in that, find the link in the description of this podcast. That's it for now. See you online. This podcast brought to you by RussianVoiceOvers.eu. Enjoy. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So, what's been going on is that this Gosduma deputy, Klishas, who was also the technical writer of all the new constitutional changes in Russia, stepped up with a new proposal for a law in Russia which basically states that none of the sitting or ex-presidents, even if they leave office, cannot ever be prosecuted for anything whatsoever. Not even the things they did in the office, but just for anything. So when Donald Trump boasted that he could shoot a person in New York and get away with it, well, he was exaggerating probably, but in this case, this thing isn't. Because at this point, the new law from Russian Gosduma stipulates that um, not only do you need parliamentary approval for this, you also need the Senate to approve of this and two instances of court at all at the same time with a two-thirds majority of the votes. This has happened as a new law, and everything has popped out at this exact point, because, you know, as to protect Putin and his family, because no one cares about Medvedev. Medvedev basically did not exist anyways. But yeah, um, not only does the president get complete immunity from any crimes he might commit whilst in office, neither in um, after office, nor does his family. Which makes it extra interesting, because this comes out at the same time as The Sun, and I know The Sun is considered a tabloid, and a bunch of my Russian sources, which have been wrong at times, but still, I'd put some attention to this. Um, the Sun states that, quote, Political experts claim that Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, is struggling with health issues, quite possibly Parkinson's disease. And I'm going to quote from the article. Although the Kremlin has scotched this as absolute nonsense, an opposition politician is adamant the transit of power of Russia has begun. See, back in 2015, researchers in the Department of Neurology, Radboud University Medical Center in the Netherlands, Niemegen, I guess identified signs of Putin's gait which could point to Parkinson's. That was back in 2015. The team spotted how the Russian strongman walks with his left arm not moving, almost pinned to his side, while his right arm swings freely. Pictures of the president, now 68, giving speeches also show him with his right arm resting casually on a lectern while with his left arm straight by his side. 
The peer-reviewed research says a walk that shows a marked reduction in arm swing on just one side can be a symptom of Parkinson's. But the team pointed out it could also be a gunslinger's walk as KGB agents were trained to keep their weapons tightly pinned to the left side. And Putin is a KGB officer. Observers who studied footage of Putin noted his legs appeared to be on constant motion and he looked to be in pain while clutching a chair's armrest. His fingers were also seen to be twitching as he held a pen and gripped a cup believed to contain a cocktail of painkillers. And also one of his critics, Moscow political scientist Professor Valery Solovey, has also suggested Putin may have symptoms of Parkinson's. Solovey was previously a professor at Moscow State Institute of International Relations but was dismissed in 2019 for quote-unquote undermining political stability of Russia. He's gone on record suggesting that the Moscow radio station that Putin intends quitting his lengthy leadership in 2021. Solovey said that Putin's family has a very serious influence on him, commensurate with the influence the family had on Boris Yeltsin. By the family, he means Alina Maratonovna Kabeyeva, her relatives, his daughters, and several of his very close friends, said Solovey. Kabaeva is Putin's glamorous ex-gymnast lover. And that's the thing. Because if you watch the whole video of Putin's uh, progression of all the things and how he packs things up and how he's been sitting in the bunker, well, a lot of people tend to believe this, even though that was posted in The Sun, uh, which is not considered to be the most reliable of sources. But the thing is that opposition people and respectable journalists from Russia agree upon is the fact that even though he might not have Parkinson's, which is quite likely, to be honest, because Solovey has been my source and he's been right about quite a few things, as in he was one of the few persons who predicted the invasion of Crimea in 2014, just after the Sochi Olympiad. The thing is that um, he could also have cancer or something, because uh, his arm might not be moving due to the fact that there's a catheter there that is directly taking in oncological stuff. Because as you remember, in totalitarian states and authoritarian places, the health of the great leader is one of the most highly guarded secrets, even more highly guarded than the codes of the nuclear launch missiles. And if you think about it, that would all make sense, specifically in this time when, as we have noticed, the Kremlin's towers, the Siloviki, the people of power, police and everything, yeah, they've been active, and party has been active and Putin's just been sitting in his bunker and doing, well, quite much nothing. The trick is that I believe that um, Putin certainly might be ill with something, but we have to see how this plays out and his unsuccessful PR stunts with his obvious body doubles going out to give interviews. And his body doubles, by the way, are confirmed since, you know, I've launched more than 100 episodes at this point and the stuff that I said in episode 21 still holds true because, well, the theory of Putin having body doubles was pretty much confirmed during the point when he appeared in Crimea giving a speech and then mere three hours later in Vladivostok in the Far East... Which is impossible, because uh, the flight to Vladivostok alone takes eight to nine hours, even with a military jet. So Putin does have body doubles, he has plastic surgeries, and now he's stuck in a bunker. He's just being functioning from the bunker all this time. So, we might see some interesting changes in Russian leadership, 
And again, it all ties back together because I have no clue how the Biden leadership in the United States are going to deal with this, as I don't know why that it was such a rush to push through this immunity law for ex-presidents so fast in the Russian Gazduma at this very moment. If this law hadn't been passed, if they would just, you know, let it slide and just write it off as nothing had happened, then I would think otherwise. But right now, I truly think that Putin is ill with something. Specifically, if you remember also how the leaders of the past, USSR, had been treated this way. I mean, we only found out that Brezhnev had liver problems and that Andropov had massive alcoholism issues and that he had been spending all of his time basically in a hospital and we only found out after their death what their true health condition were, then, yeah, you could completely believe these things. The problem is that I don't know how this might turn out for Russia or for the rest of the planet, for that matter. However, Parkinson's disease is a heavy, heavy issue, and I have had family members dealing with this issue. And that's a tragic way to go. And even though that's Mr. Putin... Well, the thing is that he's going to slowly turn into a demented old man and someone with more power and someone with more influence and someone with more dedication and ambition might take over and control him and use him as a figurehead. And that will be much, much more dangerous than just having Putin on the throne. And I'm saying on the throne because I do not believe in any peaceful transfer of power in Russia at this given moment in time, due to the fact that, well, it's not Belarus, and, well, as long as they have money to pay to their people who oppress the protests, that's still going to continue. We're going to monitor the situation, obviously. But, yeah, there's a quite likely a chance that Putin has Parkinson's disease, and the world's gone crazy. You know, I had a conversation just today because an Australian friend of mine visited Ludza and we had a nice chat and I understood the fact that the Chinese proverb may you live in interesting times, yeah, it makes no sense in a way. Because as though as we had no golden era, find me a time in the planet Earth that has not been interesting. All times that we have had at all times that we've experienced, they've all been interesting in a strange way. So, it makes no sense, but we're going to go through some tough eras, and I hope that we all come out of it as better people, prepared people, and that we somehow manage to fix all the things that's going on. Next time, obviously, well, finally, Russian Alaska, then Stalin, because I am finishing the Stalin series. I swear to God, this is happening, and uh, it's that and Russian Alaska, because those are the two cities that I need to finish. They're both happening next. No politics until I've done with them. But for now, and we're living in truly, truly interesting times. Thank you for listening to The Eastern Border. If you have any comments or specific details you'd like to know, you're welcome to leave it in the comment section on our site, theeasternborder.lv, and we'll rummage even to the western border to find you an answer. Like this podcast? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or on our RSS feed. Happiness is mandatory. Good reviews and donations feed the farmers of our kolkhoz in the great motherland. 
the eastern border salutes you. This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The Dark Myths Void. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.